Life Audio. Today on Talk About That, John gets jealous at a Boys to Men concert and teaches us about neuroplasticity. Meanwhile, I give our band's demo CD to Toby Mac in hopes of a record deal and ponder what it would be like to officiate the wedding of Kevin Bacon. Plus, a conversation about the power of positivity and giving our spouse the benefit of the doubt and the danger of dehumanizing our enemies. Today's episode is not sponsored by Low Carb Chocolates. This Valentine's Day, give the gift guaranteed to start a fight. But first, a word from our actual sponsor. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Johnny, is everything you want about a podcast. Nothing that you don't. It's talk about that. It's very manipulative. What you just said. I hope it's nothing that they... could be nothing that they... It's like a triple negative. You think anything is perfect? Like, oh. nothing that you... Even things that you like, isn't there something that you would change? You'd go, hmm. I could you know what? Everything except my marriage. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> as soon as I said it, I knew. You knew it was coming. Yeah, I knew that was coming. <laughs> this is going out to you, baby. Um, <laughs> I know you're listening. <laughs> it's not like a breakdown of a boys to men song, girl. <laughs> girl, you know. What you, happened to that? That stage of music... Uh, is over and it's a bummer because they're needed to i want that back we can bring it back just like a weird break in the music where it's just like girl shoe girl you know i blew it but you know i still love you yeah please uh, he'd say anything right there and you're like he could be like look i I know that i wrecked your car into that tree well in 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 the road he says i saw you with that other guy and it doesn't even matter yeah you don't really, you don't even understand how much I love you, do you? Yeah. You please know, the song's about coming come, to the end of the road. Yeah, please come home. Yeah. Yeah. You know, whenever... Like, dude, it sounds like she's moved on. Right. You've literally written a song about this it. This is pathetic. <laughs> boys and men, you're pathetic. Maybe yeah. it's time to move to the man side uh, instead yeah. of the boy side. No, I told you I took her to the Nashville Symphony uh-huh. for Valentine's Day concert right. for Boys and Men. Oh, okay, no. I with the symphony. Like, it was... It was probably one of the better things I've done. It may not have been Valentine's Day. I don't excel. Boys Sorry, to, honey, you're hearing this. Boys to Symphony, they called it. I don't excel at Valentine's Day. Like, that's that's not our big holiday, per se. She would tell me, right? I don't know. Anyway, but we usually go out or whatever. I take Sadie out as well. We've done yeah. that since she was little. We'll go yeah. have a... It used to be just the simple Mexican restaurant here, Mount Juliet, and now... It's like Cheesecake Factory yeah, or something. Too much. Yeah, you've, 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 you've got to yeah. keep topping, right? Right. But I did take Laura to that event. And I remember I was very uncomfortable. Yeah. Because we loved the show. We loved Boys to Men. We're you know kids of the 90s. But they started singing I'll Make Love to You, and they handed out roses. 
Oh, boy. Well, they had roses on the stage. And if any of the women wanted to come up, and so like all these but women, did the men not go up and get the rose for them. No, the like they they left their, their men in the in the seats to come get their own rose. They got their rose and stood around the stage. Yeah, while some other dude sang, "I'll make, I'll make love, love to you. you." Oh, they actually sang it. Wasn't just like yeah, they're singing it during this. This is like, Oof. and they're all sitting Wait, here. Boys and Men was there. Yes. Oh, I thought for some reason I just thought there was like a symphony doing. No, Boys and Men was performing. There. Yeah. Okay. With the symphony. Yeah. And so like I just remember Laura looked at me like. It's not like we're better than any of this, and, and we can like the song. It's fine, but yeah. it was just like I was like, I'm glad that you're not up there right now. Yeah, even though it's just a song with this rose staring oh, up. She at did, some, so she didn't go up. She didn't go. She's like, I feel weird about this. Like, I don't want to be yeah. up there just without you. Yeah. We, we, this is our romantic night. What if you both went? That'd have been something. That would have been yeah. They didn't invite us. No. I don't think the guys. That would have been interesting. Yeah, but it was just a. Yeah, I was like, "Hey, boys and men, you're not stealing my thunder. Mm-mm. You didn't, you didn't pay for these tickets. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's a lot. It's aggressive. Yeah, you know. I thought it was a bit much. I hey, was like, we've got Ooh. flowers for all your women. What do you think of this? While you're we like, sing this particular song, I don't, yeah, I don't like the way this makes me. Like, feel if you want to sing, come to the end of the road. Great, because you need to come to the end of the road. Yeah, and not have come to the end of the show. Let me get out of here. <laughs> Not know. speak to my wife like that. It's um, hard to say goodbye to yesterday. Yeah. Put it this way. I hung out in the parking lot just to meet up with him afterwards. Like, right. guys, I think you crossed a line. There's only and three of them now. One of them retired. One of them had a bunch of health away. problems. Yeah, I stepped concerned. away yeah. from the group. And how do, what do they do with his parts? I always thought about that. Like, what what was he? Which singer was he? Like, what part was he? They still have the low-end guy? They had the low-end guy. Or did one of them have to be like, sorry, you gotta, you yeah. got to be the guy now. you got to be baritone. Well, they're pretty prolific. My yeah, guess no, is they can sing. It. Yeah, I the one guy that does the, the really high, like a, yeah, the really high like soloist over the top. You mm-hmm. know, it's almost got that. That'd be me in the group. Love you, he's the guy doing all that. Oh wow, John! You know what I'm saying? I think they. You're the missing piece. Wow, guys, that was my audition. You think, you think they're listening? Mm. Of course, I've just besmirched them. It was all in jest. That's what we do here. You're like, leave my wife alone. Uh, hey, can are I? You guys <laughs> taking any? <laughs> you guys looking for a? Sheesh. I got a, I got a demo. Um, remember the days we used to carry demos with us because we, we had might. Demos. You never know. Tell you, we would open for these bands, these Christian rock bands, and we would uh, have a little CD in our back pocket. This is how we're gonna make it. Remember the guy that told us, man, when I go back. He was cool. He looked us right in the eye. He was like, I'm going to put my heart into this. I'm going to listen to this. I'm going to open my heart when I listen to this. And he did. And his heart was like, this is not good. He did not get back to us. No. I don't think his heart liked it. Do you want to say who it was? (laughs) You you don't want to say? We've said it before. What's the point? Because I'm not making fun of him. We just did his voice. It rhymes with Toby (laughs) Mack. He was very nice, though. Oh, it was great. And listen, DC Talk. There was nothing bigger in those days. No, this was like in right music. on the heels of like Supernatural. Yeah, I mean, like they, they were doing Arsenio Hall and all kinds of stuff. I mean, like, yeah. they were uh, enormous doing stadiums. I mean, yeah, it's huge. But uh, they weren't, they did not sign us. No. Goatee Records. No. Is Goatee Records still a thing? Yeah. Okay. And yeah. Goatee Brothers. The Goatee Brothers. Well, but this, it probably was for the best. Well, obviously, look where we are now. Yeah. Toby will rue the day he ever rejected us. He's like, wow, that's a podcast I've never heard of before. I never met him. I'm trying to think if I've ever 
I've been in the same, I've shared stages with him, but I'm trying to think I've ever met him. But he did a festival in Wisconsin, a big one called Life Fest, and I was doing comedy on that festival. So we got to see him perform. And it was literally that day that he came out, he came out and he's all like, I think I told this on the podcast, but he was all decked out and bright red tennis shoes and he's dancing and crazy. And then they were putting tweets on the screen, live tweeting it. People were obviously approving these tweets. But one of them said, like, I can't believe how good Toby looks for 50. Like, it was his 50th birthday that day, evidently. And I was like, this guy's 50? I mean, I guess now he's like... That was 2015. Oh, wow. So he's almost 60 now. Wow. That's wild, right? No, he can't be. Toby is almost 60. There's no There's no. Look way. it up. I don't. Ask, again. Just take it into your watch. Your, <sighs> hold on. I got this. How old is Toby Mac? Toby Mac is 59 years old. Wow, you're right. Nailed it. You're Isn't that right. wild? So it's. Uh, That's well, so... we all age, John. It's okay. Oh, yeah. It's great. I mean. It's just wild to think of him like doing a show and then like he makes a wrong move and, you know, Mandisa hits a high note. Then he makes a wrong move and breaks a hip like that could happen. Uh, I mean, it could happen for anybody, I guess. I could have broken but, him. When I watched my video, I've talked about it last couple weeks ago. I did this. I was being an idiot on skates and I'm doing OK skating around. And then I said, hey, film me. So my buddy Mike filmed me and I was getting off the ice and I just crumpled. And fell, fell very wrong. You can't control how you're falling. Uh-huh. And I've watched it a hundred times now, and I've put it out on my socials now, so people are like commenting on it. Yeah, and they're like, "Yes, yeah, that's how you break your legs." That's how you. And now I'm like, a hundred percent. I'm 49 years old. Like you don't, you don't just fall and be like, "I'll be able to land." I'll. Oh, it yeah. could have gone so bad. Yeah, but it um, made for good. That, that's the only good thing about it is, it's like immediately I thought I have to post this. Yeah, you know, and that's. I like that about you. You like it? You had a humiliating moment, mm-hmm. and instead of hiding it, mm-hmm. you thought, you know what? People might laugh at this. Actually, I thought, I bet this could make some money. Like, <laughs> I smell money. No, that's not it. I just, no, there is something to it, because I think, I, I don't want to have like a curated image of myself online, and I think there's a danger of that, because I have a social media firm that helps me, and they're like, they'll put all these clips of me being this clever guy or being funny. Or, right. And I'm like, yeah, that's part of it, but I'm also a big doofus. Right. So I need more doofus coming through, I think. People need to understand. Uh, it's a that, mission like, accomplished. People need to understand, like, I'm not cool. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> I think people get it. Do you think? I think you yeah. didn't have to post anything. You're right. <laughs> Just. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of Christian rappers. Yeah. If you listen to a guy, an artist called NF. Yes. Bro. Yeah. So my management used to manage him as well. When he was like starting to do theaters and stuff. His opening tracks on every one of his albums are like these epic. Mm-hmm. I mean, his ability to put the number of words into the. Yeah, he's ridiculous. The, the, like, it's, it's crazy. He's really good. If you guys haven't listened to NF, he's really, really good. So, And they're very like, he's usually like having some sort of inner, he's, he's rapping against, you know, like the shadow side or whatever yeah. is happening inside of him. But they're very, it's very epic. Very epic. Very good. I, I've really enjoyed yeah, it. Why can't I be more epic? Well, we've tried. Um, I want to work on it. Well, I need to be a better skater. I need to be more epic. Yeah, and a better rapper all around. Yeah. Remember last episode we talked about one of us trying to help the real Alexander Hamilton know what what rap Broadway would be. production will be like someday. Yeah, I the, think he would break his brain. He'd be you know he would think that you're crazy. You'd be put in an insane asylum. Well, 
or actually, that's the thing about what if he got it and he was like really good at rapping? What if like in wow. real life in, you invented rap in the 1700s inadvertently? He really was prolific. What if this is like, like, you know what, this like, makes sense hey, to if me. If you had the every other word rhyme and then somebody repeat that word as you say it, we call that a hype man. And he'd be like, oh, this is great. I want a hype man. Yeah. Some might say he was George Washington's hype man, but then that's like, another story. If you go back even further, what if the Declaration of Independence was like a, a rap battle? You know what I'm saying? Like it, that'd be great. Oh yeah. Like they actually have a video. Uh, YouTube used to do a series of the epic rap battles in history or whatever. And they'd be like, you actually like it. I wonder if Hamilton came from that idea, honestly, because that idea is older than Hamilton. Huh. So there would be these, like if Thomas Jefferson rap battled George Washington yeah. and it was like these funny be comedians would do it. Yeah. And I wonder if Hamilton was like, there's something here. I don't know. His, his Lin Manuel Miranda. His process. His process. Yeah. Um, Laura and I were talking about this week. How you know he took like two years. Yeah. And when he had finally written the line, then he would say, "Okay, I've said it now in sixteen syllables. How can I say it in eight? Okay, yeah. I've said it in eight syllables. How can I say it in four? Like, it's very. That's uh, the opposite of what you do. Oh yeah, I take it like I've said this in four syllables. How can I say this in four hundred? How can I squeeze fifty thousand words and get another book deal? (laughs) Listen, I'm a long form writer, Johnny. You are. Yeah. Hey, you know what else though is not long form? What? Uh, These ads that are about to come up. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, did the opposite pitch. Hey, take a moment. Let's hear a word from a few of our sponsors. Wasn't that great? It was. Is it a few? Is it? Is it more than one? Usually? Yeah, there's just two okay. in there. Okay. Yeah. Well, we, you don't we, listen to our ads. I do sometimes. Sometimes we, I do. I appreciate our. We appreciate our fine sponsors. Yeah. Thank you. They seem like they seem like they have good taste. They're good people. We hope. I like when the Geico commercials come on. Yeah. I kind of wish I could be on one of those. I think you and I could do a spot for Geico. Yeah, they have they have funny writers. They they yeah. seem to get they kind of really harness the power of comedy for their advertising a few years back, and they really like they they have an, an essence to their ads. Which insurance companies need comedy because yeah, like well they have bad reputations because they're kind of always like hey, these insurance companies are going to find a way not to pay, so they have to kind of diffuse that energy. They're seeing people at their absolute worst. Right. Like nobody nobody likes the, the insurance is a very like grown up thing. Right. So you need to diffuse it with like a childlike yeah. silly energy. But if you have to actually call and they deny you, which is often just yeah. the policy in some companies is we right. just deny the first claim always. Right. They don't have a good reputation. You're, You're like, like, but your commercials were so funny. Yeah. Put yeah. the gecko on. <laughs> Let me speak to the gecko. <laughs> is Flo there? He seems like a yeah. good guy. Yeah. Flo does seem like a good lady. I want to talk to Jake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jake from State Farm. Hey, Johnny, I think it's time oh. for us oh. to, I mean, we're not we're not quoting someone else. No. Actually, we are quoting someone else. Yeah, you again <laughs> are saying we, the exact opposite of what we're actually doing. <laughs> we're not going to be out here quoting other people. Here's the quote of the week. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> they talk You're about, just a liar now. They talked about that. <laughs> Johnny, I pride myself on uh, being a host that just seamlessly goes between all these segments. Um, yeah. We've been doing this a while. You'd think I'd be better at it. But uh, today's quote, Saul Bellow said, A great deal of intelligence can be invested in ignorance when the need for illusion is deep. Huh. A great deal of intelligence can be invested in ignorance when the need for illusion is deep. Right. 
I thought that was really a fascinating idea that if you need someone to think outside or you need to recreate truth or frame truth in the way that you need them to see it, then you have to be really smart about how you make the ignorance sellable. Yeah. Which that's the irony of it all. Right. There are times I think with misinformation campaigns when you realize to get someone to believe the falsehood, it took so much intelligence. Like it took them to crafting it to make them ignorant. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of like, I think C.S. Lewis had a quote about that where he said like, if we, he was talking about sin and he was like, if you just use education, you just have a lot of clever devils running around. Mm. And I think we have a lot of that happening now where you have like people who are like evil and crafty and they're outsmarting the good people because the good people just aren't willing to put in the intellectual work. Right. You know, and I think it's an emotional work as well, because generally the most effective ignorance that comes on a mass scale comes through fear Mm -hmm. or, or outrage or entitlement. Like if you get someone again, but it's almost always against, um, either a person, people group or a type of person that you can, you can say, well, that they're not. They're either not good or they're almost not human to me now. I can hold them in contempt and that justifies my treatment of them or even my thinking about them. You know, I'm writing a book with someone right now and they're talking about the power of words, specifically marriage. And she said early, early in her marriage, she felt like this where her husband one day told her after all these years, like, all you do is boo me. He actually told someone else, like, you, when you're a man, he was an athlete. It's like, I've been cheered when I was a football player and cheered. He was a pastor at church. Mm-hmm. And then I come home and I feel like all it is is boo. Wow. Because you're always telling me what I'm not doing right, you know. And she was like, I'm not trying to boo you. I'm trying to help you because you're not doing anything around here. I'm trying to motivate you. Yeah. But she came to grips with, and the thing she said that she felt like God really spoke to her is like, hey, why don't you stop for a few minutes and pay attention to your thoughts? Like, how do you really think? Forget about what you're saying. First, what do you really think about right. him? Regardless of his performance or not, and we're not you know, dismissing, obviously, situations where a husband's being abusive or a wife's being abusive or there's neglect or there's yeah. you know, all those kinds of things. Just talking but, about having a critical spirit towards somebody versus right. not. Yeah. Well, you don't see the good. And what it actually does is produce more of the same, usually. I know there's a book, uh, the, um, the Anatomy of Peace, I've referenced so many times. He talks about that. Like, There are times when you react a certain way to the way someone's treating you, Mm -hmm. you actually are colluding with them for the thing that you don't want. Yeah. Like you go, you go into collusion now. Yeah. You're just adding to it because they're just going to return now the same behavior, whether it's, they're going to withdraw or or they're going to, um, lash back out at you, which is what you're mad at them for doing. They're not going to show up more out of that negativity. They're actually going to show up less and you've just exasperated your problem. You're a part of it. So I just think that that idea, though, of the of the words, the power of those words begins with examining your thoughts. And back to this whole quote, when I can be angry at a people group or another person, I need to I need to be in constant examination. Uh, and I think that's that's the life in Christ is I'm in constant examination of this thought may feel just based upon the information someone has told me. Mm-hmm. Is it just biblically? Mm-hmm. Is it right before God? Even if that person is ideologically wrong, even if that quote per- person is quote unquote in sin yeah. or there's a sinful thing at stake here that might be worth fighting for. But have I dehumanized in a way that Jesus would dehumanize? Can I point to a moment when Jesus dehumanized? And if I cannot, OK, and we would I, there's not a Christian out there would say 
that you're not supposed to at least try to imitate Christ, as Paul said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Right. I'm not supposed to imitate him. Did he ever do the thing towards his enemies ideologically that I am doing? And I think that's just that constant. It's simple. It's yeah. so simple. And it's not just what would Jesus do, but I think it begins with what would Jesus think? And if I can't think like Jesus, I may do some things like him, but I won't have the effectiveness and moreover, I won't be formed into looking more like him. So yeah, yeah and it's that need to be right. Uh, yeah. Like that's such a, like dunk, like the internet has given us that thing of like, it feels so good to dunk on people. Yeah. And you just got like, yeah, but what's the end of that? What's the end goal of that? It doesn't, it's not as satisfying as you think it is. It's like, it just makes us feel, oh yeah, I just, and you never mm-hmm. get the last word either. Ever. Because somebody's always going to be willing, look, I got all day, buddy. We can just go back and forth on this yeah. and disagree. I just don't know. I, I think, yeah, like you said, it's like, we're not changing hearts and minds that way. You got to look at the way you think. And the other thing in a marriage too, is it's like, if you see yourself as a partner to that person or like, well, I got to coach this guy up. How can I reach this guy? Right. Like it almost is like condescending if you come at it that way. Right. How can I get the most out of this player? You know? Yeah. Well, and that's part of the deal. They're, they're, and, and there's a lot of research about that. When a marriage takes on more of a parent child dynamic, mm-hmm. and some of them, and here's the hard part for the listeners listening going, yeah, but my spouse yeah, you don't does know act like a child. Act like a child. <laughs> I feel like I'm raising him and the kids. Right. Yeah. And I think that there's a validity there. And so that we talk about that. There is a, there is a right. way to speak those truths. In a yeah, loving way. But if you throw out it all good, yeah. if you can't see any good, in fact, right. um, my therapist and I were talking about this and he's like, I think I may have said this, but it takes five. Did we talk about this last week? Mm-mm. For negative thoughts from a neuroplasticity viewpoint, like from the, the pathways they create, right? that negative thoughts take up more space in your brain huh. than positive. They feel bigger. This is why yeah, it's definitely easier. Definitely for sure for yeah. me. Yeah. For, for if, if, if we that, all the rings true, one hundred percent. Yeah. Like you remember the negative way easier than the positive, especially yeah. about yourself or about others, right? Right. Uh, and he said, but they found now. I think it's it's maybe the Gottman research. Um, don't quote me on that, but for the last thirty years, they've been doing research on this, and they have determined that it actually here's an actual number. It takes five positive thoughts or words or expressions to overwhelm one negative. That's the number, not four, five, like anything less than that. You can't, it it, it still won't sort of reverse the feeling or the thought processes of the negative. He said, so when he's sometimes just dealing with people in marriage, if they can't think of anything, he'll, he'll make them this exercise. Like I want five things. I want you to say five things or 10 or 15, like try to overwhelm several negatives. And usually he said sometime around 10 to 15, they go, Oh, like, oh, I forgot that I actually like you. Right. Like, you just didn't know because you have been in the negative so long that it takes more positive to overwhelm the negative. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. I'm trying to think of 10 things I like about you. I know. It's hard. You know, when you are sitting out with a little exercise, like, all right, we're going to do some, the gratitude echo. Or yeah, the, my mom used to make us count our blessings and stuff. Yeah. You know, and you're just like, okay. And then it would become, you know, you're just like, all right. But it is, I still remember it. It was powerful. Yeah. There's something to it. Well, we'll go. I'll be like, I'll say one, then you say one. If we each say three, we've said six. We've overwhelmed one negative. Yeah. Right. By one. But when you're doing that, if you're not in the headspace for it, because we'll do after school or on the way to school or whatever, and we're, yeah. you know, she'll be like, I'm just going to say mine real fast. And I'll, like, that's what I want to do too. Because yeah. actually stopping in the middle of your day. Right. To be grateful, uh, which I think, Johnny, and I'm sorry, we've done so many episodes, but 
I, we talked about the 10 lepers thing, but I preached on that last week or a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And the idea of the one leper that came back to say, thank you, the 10 were healed. And Jesus says, where are the nine? And how we just take that and we make it about you're either a good guy like the one or right. you're a bad guy like right. the nine. Make it binary. Right. And that it really hit me one day that I'm all 10. And it's often the case for me numerically that it's only one time out of nine that I stop moving to slow myself down enough to actually say or be grateful and say thank you for all the little things or the big things that God does. Yeah. Even the big things. Sometimes there'll be a big thing, a major thing. I talked yeah. about that in the sermon. Like one day Sadie was like three and Laura's on a trip and woke up and she couldn't walk. And her little leg oh, was wow. like crooked. And like Laura was out of the country. She was in Canada. I was sending her pictures. We're, I mean, I'm freaking out. Pick up my kid, take her to the doctor. They x-ray her. Like we're doing all, I'm, I'm here by myself doing scans. And the one day she can walk, the next day she's crying. She can't walk. And we just didn't know what was going to happen. We're freaking out and prayed about it and put her in bed that night. Next morning she woke up, she could walk fine. Hmm. Stuff like that happens with kids all the time. Could have been a growth pain. Could have been, right. she had tweaked something. It could have been something really awful that God just healed. Yeah. And the, the bottom line is, though, you know what you had the next day? A three-year-old still, that now you're chasing. And it's so easy to be in motion yeah. that you kind of forget that this could have been the end of the world for us, you know. And it just passes by, and you forget how big it felt in the moment. So I think that also comes back to finding gratitude take. It is a, it is a practice. It is an action taken that you will rarely feel like taking. But uh, it can bring us into places where we're not just you know, going after the illusion of negativity for others, but we're, we're leaning the ways of, of Jesus. So, yeah, yeah. You see people bend over backwards f- to make their illusions of the way the world works, work for them. Mm-hmm. So I think there is a lot of intellectual like gymnastics going on for people to justify their biases or their negative beliefs, the, the work that they do, whereas if they would just be grateful and take the world at face value I think we'd be a lot, be a lot happier, but it's like, instead we try to figure like, no, this is my preconceived notions. And now how can I get everything else to line up with this? So right. it's, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What does Proverbs say? Um, the one who speaks before they hear to them, it's a folly and shame. Like if I'm already made up my mind yeah, and I can't hear anymore to speak before I hear, um, that's it. It is. It's both foolishness and it's shameful, and it, it causes shame for everybody. Involved. Yeah, there was. There's a. I think there's a proverb about that. About like, and somebody said that the other day. They posted something, and I think it might have been a sermon clip, and they said, or it was just something they were speaking into people's marriages, and uh, they said, "I pray that when you hear this, because it's going to feel very hot takeish, but I pray that before you even watch this, that you would listen to understand and not listen to respond." Yeah, and I think there is a that is a key. Like Huge. listening to respond is what we mostly do yeah. now. Listening to understand is like, it feels like you're getting ready to give a dissertation or it's like for school or something. All right, I got to comprehend this and then vomit it back out. Right. So I need to listen to understand. Like we don't listen in our conversations at dinner with each other to no. understand. We listen to like one up that story with our own story yeah. or we've already misheard it and now we're going to cut them off and respond you know, like it's all about the response instead of un- trying to understand that person. It's interesting. I read an article. They were talking about one of the highest signs of intelligence. There's a new study is people who can be active listeners who actually yeah. listen mm-hmm. and listen. But for to your point, they said that because most people, they cannot get past the distraction 
of what they want to say. Uh, but those who can put aside, yeah, it's a sign of high intelligence who can put aside their own thoughts long enough to hear your thoughts. Um, and I thought, you know, I wish Johnny was more like that. Uh, that was what I really thought. If only John. Before I could finish hearing what they were saying, I was like, why can't Johnny do this? And, uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it was me talking, which is really weird. <laughs> I couldn't believe That's it. strange. I'm the one who John was on Apple News. John, let's go back, uh, all the way back in history. Mm. John, uh, this week in history, it's the same we like to call Talk About Then. Born this week, John, 1804, American blacksmith created the first commercially successful cast steel plow in 1837. Mm. Uh, John Deere. Wow. After noticing that cast iron plows did not work well in the tough prairie soils of Illinois, he had the idea to make a polished steel plow. With the success of his plow, he founded Deere and Company. Wow. And, uh, did you ever have, did you guys have fancy John Deere mowers or were you, cause you had, your dad had the mowing We had Toros, Kubotas. Um, dad may have had so one. So not American made. Is he that what made, you're saying, wow. John? He, Toro is American made. Kubota? He made, no, Kubota is not. super. Yeah, it was not American. But uh, wow. I think we may have had one John Deere of the time. But we had the big Toro tractors. John Deere's a, that's a, that's a high, that's a high end. Yeah. So. I feel like one time he may have had like a trimming mower. There was a John Deere mower, but yeah. I can't remember. They're known for their green and yellow. It's a very yeah. stark branding. It's very, you know, it's very signature branding that yeah. they've got going on for them. Uh, Very Green Bay Packers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wonder which came first. Uh, why didn't they have Brett Favre? They, they miss Brett an, Favre? they miss an opportunity. Yeah, he's there. like the everyman. He's yeah. doing Wrangler jeans. Already. I don't always mow my own yard, but when I do, <laughs> I drive a John Deere. Was, he was he was very. It was a dead on Brett Favre impression. <laughs> Sheesh. He sounded more like a John. Born this week, February nineteen ninety four, the Taco Bell Chihuahua. Really? Her name was Gidget. She was an American mascot. The mascot for Taco Bell, 97 to 2000, voiced by Carlos Alazacril. Lazaqui. I don't know his last name. I'm sorry. Apologize to Carlos. She was originally cast as the girlfriend of the Taco Bell Chihuahua, but was chosen last minute for the lead. So bumped him. Yeah. That's interesting. wonder what happened to that dog. Yeah. Why are we not reading about? Falling on hard times. Yeah. And it was gender bending, so she was because the Taco Bell dog was voiced by a man, so it's kind of like. But she's a female dog. She must have just been unbelievable in this audition. Wow! So Yo Kiero Taco Bell. Yeah, that was a big. That was a big ad campaign. That was kind of like they were starting to like that changed their it changed their visibility a lot. Yeah. So you should watch the food that built America about Taco Bell. It's always about pushing some documentary on. It me. is. I can't help it. It's so good. Do they use buffalo meat? Because if it would tie in with the other documentary from last week about the endangered buffalo. You can come order yourself a Taco Bell dust bowl. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Okay. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> now with bison. Okay. All right. Uh, she appear, She also appeared in the 2003 movie Legally Blonde 2, Red, White, and Blonde. And okay. Bruiser's mom. So if you ever saw that movie, which you're a big Reese Witherspoon. Uh, yeah, we, yeah. You're a fan. Uh, John... Daniel Boone was captured by Indians this week, 1778. I did not know the story. Uh, it said he was again captured. So he was captured several times. Wow, Daniel, yeah, why don't you? Get, yeah, come on, buddy. Install a security system. I, I, the reason it was significant to me is he managed to escape by traveling 160 miles through woods. Well, he was Daniel Boone. That's what he did, right? But that's a lot. I wonder how many bears I wonder how killed. long it took to get through the 160 miles. I would just lay down and die. Yeah. 
160 miles, you're that deep in the woods? Yeah, but think about it. Laura and I had this talk the other day. Um, like, because we were driving through some areas that look like Appalachia, kind of. And you were like, and I feel like Daniel Boone right I, now. I do, right now, as I drive. Turn up the air. Um, and it was like, <laughs> it was like there was a lot of poverty. And we we're kind of talking about like mm-hmm. where we were in an elevated area. It's like, what, where do they work here? Yeah. There was no big industry. There was no, it's like, if you think about the settlers who first came here, the point of settling then was just to find a place, a land you could live off of. Yeah. It wasn't to make money. Right. It was to find a place, cut down trees, build a house, dig a well or be near the stream, hunt. I mean, like you just live and, you, you know, ranch or whatever, like you're, it's self-sustaining. And so then when the when society shifted to where now, well, that's not really – we now see those people as poor, yeah. just living off the land. We, that's crazy. But that's Daniel Boone's trek, Johnny. That's how people lived. He knew how to – he knew his way around the woods. Yeah. Or like, maybe he walked around in circles for – Right, maybe it was only like 30 miles, yeah. but he walked 160. Won't that Come reach? Come on now, won't it? It literally will. It's Exodus. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He's like Moses with a coonskin cap. Okay, here we go. No, that was Davy Crockett. Who had the coonskin? Did they both have coonskin hats? Probably. Come on. I don't know. Daniel Boone? Davy Crockett? Don't you get them confused a lot? People do. I used to get Led Zeppelin and Def Leppard confused a lot yeah. in the 80s. Def Zeppelin. Def Zeppelin. That's yeah. what I called them. And Led, they're not even Led close Leopard. to alike. They're not even close to alike. No. But it just feels like they're the similar. Yeah. <sighs> okay, John. Finally, this week, 1988, uh, the crime show that asked citizens to call a crime hotline to help capture fugitives debuted on Fox Television. John, do you know that show? Yes, I do. But hold on. I can see the guy. Uh, America's Must Wanted. America's Most Wanted, John Walsh. There you go. Hosted by John Walsh, whose son, Adam Walsh, was kidnapped and murdered. So he had this really... Like, yeah. That was the, kind of the big draw, of, like his passion right. for helping uh, other victims of violent crime. So that kind of... And he was so good in front of the camera, too. Uh, the show helped... Ca- I didn't know this. The numbers. This is why I included it this week to close. The show helped capture over 1,200 fugitives, including the kidnappers of Elizabeth Smart, wow. who was kidnapped in 2002. So, like, the impact of that show versus the other show that would run opposite it, which was, like, Cops. Unsolved Mysteries, okay. which was just, like, we got no clue here. <laughs> you know? We're not even trying. I don't think it's interesting, like, the outsourcing of the police job. Yeah. It's like, look, we've hung some posters up. That's all we're going to do. We're going to put their face on TV now. You guys solve this. Can you do that? Well, Robert Stack was just like, look, this may be a ghost. We don't know. This guy vanished. We don't know if he's still alive. I don't know. Did they ever solve the unsolved? Nobody like we needed like a a follow up program called Solved Mysteries. They should have put them all together where Walsh comes over. Yes. He motivates the crowd to solve the mystery. It's like, please. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, that's a that they tried to. I think they tried to reboot that show, and it. I think now our culture is just like we, we don't want, want an unsolved. Well, mystery. we want a bow on the end of it because right. that's what you want an update. Yeah. You want to see a video. When I see a video on Twitter of somebody like jumping off of a dam or something into a lake, and I go, oh, and immediately every comment is like, what happened? Yeah, I want to know immediately if the guy's okay. Right. You know, Johnny, I'll tell you, I was okay. Okay, good. I, mean, I got a lot of views Stop off jumping of that. off dams. I know. Got a lot of views. That's how I built my platform. Should have built a platform. And then jumped off of that <laughs> platform. Right. I apologize. Come on now. But yeah, we want closure, and that show did not offer closure. It was literally called Unsolved right. in the title. And they were like, they'd put on 800 number two, like, hey, if you know anything, but you probably don't. And now a word from Mentos the Freshmaker. Right. Well, they, they did have a show that 
dealt with that later. They called it the closure. I think that was the closer. Oh, sorry. With Kira Sedgwick. I'm sorry. Well, they who's, saw mar- the- who's married to? Mr. Sedgwick. No, Kevin Bacon. He's, she's been married to Kevin Bacon for like 25 years. Well, that's the six. That's degree. the she's most. A, she's she's one, one degree. And I couldn't even Kevin say Bacon. it. Yeah. 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 I thought Mr. She's Mrs. Bacon. There you go. But not. She didn't take his name. Obviously. Which I think that's fine. Whatever you want to do there. Cedric Bacon. She could have hyphenated. Kira Cedric. Everything's better with Bacon. Kira, Kira Bacon. Kira Bacon sounds like a, like a unit of bacon. Yeah. Can I get uh, some egg? Give me two eggs and, and give me uh, a Kira Bacon and a... Uh, <laughs> A glass of orange juice. She could have wrapped her name in bacon. She and bacon have, wrapped everything yeah. is better. She wrapped her life in bacon. Come as on. It were. It's beautiful. She did. <laughs> I wish I could have done that wedding. You know what's so beautiful about this, my my friends? Yeah, I don't preach like that. <laughs> <laughs> my yeah, friends. hanky that you produce. Keep wiping your mouth. That's weird. They're like, why did Kevin Bacon ask John to do his wedding? We don't even know each other. But so that's about the, this union just makes my mouth water. <laughs> <laughs> what a delicious couple it's all right that's so ridiculous enough. john so ridiculous. uh we want our listeners to know that we appreciate you go to our website talk about that podcast.com mm. you can support the show upper right hand there's a button there get ad free content yeah. lower right mm. that's how you send us a note or you can send a direct email to hello at talk about that podcast hello you gotta say it like that it's gotta be all caps <laughs> Yeah, we love uh, we love hearing from our listeners yeah. and we love uh, our beautiful uh, patron supporters, too. Yeah, so. thank you for what you do. Uh, you. Again, new website coming out soon. It may be out by the time this episode. That's true. Up. We've, been, we've been working on Come on now. Go to johndriver.com. Mm. Find out what John's working on and what he has. Pub- his published works there yeah. for you. Go to johnnyw.com, J-O-N-N-I-E-W.com. New tour dates going up all the time. All the time. I'm just telling jokes all across the fruited plain. Yeah. Yeah, he's... Um, I'm out there. Johnny's sleeping right now. This is a recording. I'm actually using AI. I'm actually on a boat right now. Yeah. I'm on a ship as this as this episode airs. Yeah. And With uh, my friends, Dave and Ann Wilson. Yeah, we're it's a marriage cruise called uh, Love Like You Mean It Cruise. Yeah. Uh, I did not get the Love Like You Don't Mean It. Right. That cruise was... No. They didn't ask for you to... No. Their attendance is they, down. They didn't mean it. No. They so, booked me and then they were like... We're, well, we didn't mean it. You took us seriously? <laughs> That's fine. That's good. Anyway, yeah, check that out. And I've got so many cool uh, things coming up. And I uh, want you to come out and say, the show's great. I'm really proud of the show right now. And I uh, want you to come see it and laugh with your family. Yeah, just check it out. Guys, thanks for the time you gave us this week. Hey, let's do it again next week, huh? Talk about that. Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Randy. And we're from Salty Saints Podcast. We're a theology and apologetics podcast. We hope to better equip you to be salt and light for your community. Uh, We hope that we can help you to go out and be a reflection of Jesus Christ to those around you, uh, to your friends and your family, and especially to those that do not know Christ. To find out more, subscribe at lifeaudio.com.